Taylor Waithoffer, welcome back to another edition of Disruption Nation. Today, good friend of mine, business coach, my coach, uh, Adam Outland, in the hot seat today. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, did you find the place all right? I discovered it just fine. Did you yeah. get some nice VIP parking by the dog park in the in back? This, this luxurious building that you're in with a full pool out back. It we, looks uh, great. Saved a good spot for him. Thank you. Thank <laughs> but, you uh, but yeah, so Adam's in the hot seat. This guy is from uh, Bonn, Germany. I don't know how I didn't know that. I mean, and I'm sure we've talked about it, but and um, full of surprises. And yeah, and was there till he was seven. And you know, I'm way off from German, and I've never even been over there. And so, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> this is what it is. All right. So then you went to uh, Boone, North Carolina, for ten years. Yep. Okay. And then I went to Maryland. Yep. Six years. University of Maryland is where you met your wife. So yes. You've been married how many years? Uh, we've been married for. Uh, uh, six years, and we've been together for 11. Tina, I hope I got that right. <laughs> Tina, <laughs> how did he do? Tina, shout out to you, and big congratulations to you and her with uh, yeah. just, what's the, it was a warehouse that y'all are y'all are turning into, let's see, Texas Pride Field Hockey, that's the name of it? Yep, yep, still got a little bit of time left for that to be done, but it's, uh, we took a warehouse, she's taking a warehouse, turn it into a sports facility, so that's exciting. And, um, and she's she's uh, won two NCAA championships, she's, yeah. she's an All-American, met the president, major pedigree. <laughs> I'm just, I'm real excited for finished product, I mean, since I've known Adam, this has been a project for y'all, you know? Mm -hmm probably more her, except yep. when she involves you until 11 o'clock last night on your hands and knees. I am 100% emotional su support, yeah. Car carpet paws, these don't, do, these don't help too much in the warehouse. <laughs> I do what I can, but yeah. uh, emotional support, yes. <laughs> He's a good man. All right, so and uh, he runs uh, Southwestern, or is with Southwestern Consulting. Yes. And uh, coaches myself, coaches a lot of, uh, a lot of firms and businesses, some, and, and some personal friends of mine. Shout out to uh, Doug Luza. I know you've been coaching with him, I think, since April. Yep. Brian's been his coach. Yeah, he's on. Brian's a coach uh, on our team. Yep. Okay. Um, is uh, He's smart. His business is advertising in Houston Real Producers. Okay. There he is. The guy looks familiar. But, uh, but no, I mean, we're, we're super excited and happy to have you on the show. And I guess the last part of the intro, just because I do want to give uh, Fabian Corzo a shout out. He's in our mastermind group. Uh, we meet once a week, 7 a.m. every Friday. And, um, you know, good person here. Great dude here. And um, I'm happy to have you on the show, man. So yeah, th thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, Fabian and I go go way back, too. He, he and I have something in common. I'm sure we'll probably end up talking about it, uh, is, which is how we got started in sales. So I'll... Let's get over there right now. So yeah, yeah it was books, right? For like a decade. Or yeah. Close to it. Yeah, so... Southwestern... Um, Mark Fuller, he's in our group, he, him too, right? Yeah, Mark never actually did that part of the program, but he is actually okay. um, our sister company uh, running the, as a broker at Southwestern Real Estate for the state of Texas. Um, Fabian actually, and his brother, Tomas, who's a realtor out of Austin, um, both got their start uh, in college by uh, the School of Hard Knocks, uh, selling educational books door-to-door -door with Southwestern Advantage. And um, back then, I mean, 
not too different than when I did it. It's still pretty much the same in terms of sure. you're putting in 85 hour weeks, Monday through Saturday, you get started at eight in the morning. You don't stop until 9.30 p.m. at night is your last door. And uh, talk about character building. I mean, that was an incredible wow. experience for me, but it's, a, it's kind of a bond that a lot of us have in Houston that have done it because we've all, all gone through the same um, challenges and, sure. and same ethical principles that they taught us in selling that's, that's lasted for years. So uh, it's a big deal. And then you've also, I think, Similar, similar background. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So book sales, knife sales. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. neither, neither one are a walk in the park. And definitely, no. you know, life skills, character building. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of the best business people I've met. You know, and um, absolutely. So hats off to you. And um, so, but yeah, so we're gonna dive into your um, your your coaching. You know, a little yeah. bit. So, do you always want to be a coach? Like, I mean, how, how did how did you end up on the path that you're on? To, and how many years have you been a coach now? With six years. Six yeah. years. Okay. Yep, six years. So, yeah, I mean, it probably started um, at Southwestern when I was selling books. I got started when I was 18. Um, went out for that first summer. I was um, sales challenged. That means that <laughs> after a week of intensive training, um, I still didn't take. I was really stubborn. Right. And uh, three weeks into that first summer. I was the worst in our group. I mean, tied for dead last with a couple other students from Maryland out of 25. And uh, but there was a there was a coaching moment that I received from my sales manager where he sat down with me, and he helped me get locked into what I could actually really control. He's you know he could tell I was focused on all the things I couldn't control. I was focused about how I look. I was focused about how I took the rejection the wrong way, um, and I was I was just all in my own head. And right. I think just a little bit of wisdom sometimes is all you need to really make a huge change in your business. And for me as an 18 year old, that was just putting confidence in my work habits instead of putting confidence in the results. And uh, that went from last place to first place overnight. Literally in one week, I was number one in the group. And by the end of that summer, I was number one in our little group. Um, I think I was in the top, top 100, top 50 company wide um, that year. But it, it gave me a taste for selling and it gave me a taste for um, personal development and growth because I grew a ton that summer. I really grew from being a college kid who, you know, would drink beer at night and, you know, probably didn't have the best grades to being really dialed in academically because I had a vision, goals, and I understood how work ethic plays a role in that. Um, so maybe a little long winded. No, you're good. That's from 18 to 19, right? That, yeah. That, that was yeah. When, that, the one one year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's trans transformational year. Is yeah. that, is that, yeah, how I would it, say so. You say that? And then so, uh, so, all right, so moving on from then, you know, keep, keep, it, keep it rolling. So, Yeah, so next was um, I, I had an opportunity to maybe bring a few buddies out to sell with me that next summer. Um, okay. I wanted to go back, do it again, see if I could grow from what I did my first year to my second. And uh, they, they kind of talked to me about the idea of managing a team to learn leadership principles, to learn how to manage, learn to teach other people what I knew. And uh, brought in a couple of students. They did pretty well that summer. Um, and then junior year, I brought a team of five that ended up being number two team company wide. Wow! And well, how big? Um, like, put this in perspective for me, for everybody. Yeah. What are we talking here? Like uh, company three, wide, three thousand students. Three thousand. Yeah, includes uh, students that come in from the UK, um, some other European countries, okay. Estonia, um, and uh, team wise, I don't know how many teams were back then, uh, but it was still still pretty big. I mean, probably. You know, divide that up, maybe 300 teams or so, I guess. Um, Dang. But we had we had a really good team, and that's actually um, around the time that I met my wife. 
uh, she was graduating, her, her coach at University of Maryland wouldn't let her go do this job because she needed to train during the summers. Um, but between undergrad and grad school, um, she decided to spend a summer saving up some money to pay for school and come work with me. And so we actually ended up running an organization together no um, after college uh, because fantastic. we built a, a million dollar business uh, by the time I graduated. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. So, so this is when you are dating, when you get first got married? or um, um, We started dating sh shortly after. Um, it was kind of always, we, we met when I was a freshman, actually, and it just took and three she, years of sale, selling to get her to finally realize that I was an amazing human being. So, <laughs> <laughs> best you sale I ever made. You hard at it. Best, See, sell books. Sell, yeah. sell books, sell you know, your, your, your future bride. And, um, and there you go. Yeah, can I, can I talk to the camera? Like, you should. we're all in sales, right? If you don't sell something for a living necessarily, you're still selling something every single day, right? And yeah, uh, yeah finding my spouse was a, was a totally worth it. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, your doctors and dentists <laughs> are selling you and, and, and you better be selling yourself if you're trying to get married, okay? That's right, that's right. Oh man, okay, so um, a lot of the people you know, that, you know, follow a disruption nation is, uh, you know, more in the real estate realm. So talk about like coaching, how many, you know, businesses, what type of businesses have you helped? Um, who do you like to coach? Who, you know, yeah. Who so, can you help them this is, you know, probably good. I know, you know, Doug yeah. is, is a lender and you know, you've been, you know, he's, working. yeah. Every, every time I talk to him, about it, he's been thrilled with, uh, with working with you so far. I'm thrilled by the way. I'm a, I'm a happy client. I know I just asked you a question, but I'm going to keep talking for a second. I'm going to give him a good testimonial because it's, uh, it's important to have a coach. And I've gone, you know, from, I mean, Hal Elrod was my very first coach. Before anybody even knew who the guy was, he was teaching me on uh, the Miracle Morning as it was kind book. of being uh, birthed and born. Like, I mean, literally, I mean, the book came out probably two years after when we first started coaching. We coached together for a year, uh, maybe a year and a half. And then anyway, then the rest is history, you know, as far as uh, how it goes. And I've gone back and forth with a couple of different coaches. Just, uh, you know, there's a time and a place, right, with everybody yeah. with their business, what they're focused on, and, and when, if they want to be held accountable and, or, or whatever, you know. Sure. And so, um, yeah, anyway, there's my, there's, there's my plug. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You've helped. No, seriously, Disruption yeah. Nation, Houston Oil Producers, we have a lot, a lot going on. You know, Clutch City Gifts, my gift business, there's, there's a lot of different components that, um, you know, Sometimes and it's it's so good. A good way that I like to view it is you know is having somebody else take a bird's eye look at your business because the uh, the outside input that comes in that I can't see a lot of the times because I'm so tunnel vision. I'm tunnel vision and I'm all over the place at the same time. I don't even know how that makes sense. But anyway, you you, you help a lot with a lot of uh, pivotal things that we've done with some of our master classes and stuff this year. He's been the brains behind um, a lot of what we're pumping out. And so, uh, thank you for that, man. Yeah. I, 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 oh. I, I appreciate it. So there's, there, there, there's your, uh, there, there's your plug from, from Taylor Wade off today. But, but well, anyway, pay, so yeah, pay it back to you. I mean, you know, ideally you're, you're the type of person I love working with because you, you know, people like Fabian, people like Mark Fuller, like just total students of the game. Um, one of the things I appreciate are people that are already coming in hungry to grow, mm -hmm. like they have really big vision and goals for what they want to accomplish and they're ready to put accountability around it to get there. And uh, that's really very few people really want accountability, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, or are willing to ask for um, that. Talk, uh, talk about that for them. a second because, yeah. Uh, yeah, people say, okay, yeah, Adam, they meet you, right? They yep. hear you and they're like, I'm in, I'm ready to grow. 
Yeah. And then, and then it's maybe like, I don't know how, whatever the cost is for the coaching maybe yeah. isn't painful enough. And so they don't, does that happen a lot? You know? Well, let me, I'll, I'll let it, maybe I'll put it in a story um, with how I, how I actually got into coaching. So I got into coaching and I was a byproduct of the system. Um, and that's why I'm a coach now. So this kind of answers your earlier story and puts it all together. Okay. Um, when I was a junior in college, I hired a coach for the first time. It was with Southwestern Consulting. It was now, he's now the CEO of all of our family of companies. He's only, oh man, I'm going to get this wrong for Dustin. I don't want to say his age because I'm not sure, but he's like late thirties. Um, and uh, young guy, but extraordinarily successful. And Dustin coached me through um, uh, a summer selling books, my last one in college. And I'd set some really big goals. I wanted to be number one company. I wanted to have the number one organization. And uh, I think what it helped me do is just only, almost just the accountability alone. Someone that wasn't my sales manager, someone that wasn't um, managing me in particularly, but was third party, non-judgmental, all about me, was going to hold my feet to the fire and say, you know, Dustin's gotten there. He's done it. He was number one in the company prior. Um, he's led by example, and he's going to hold my feet to the fire to do the same. So uh, I've been through that where I don't want accountability, and you, I kind of want to avoid it. But when I got really hungry to do something that I thought was going to need a lot of help to get done, to, to be my best version of myself, right. I finally decided to put that around me. So um, so yeah, I mean, when, to answer your other question, um, there are people who come in and, um, you know, they're, they're coachable, but like, ah, do I really want that accountability or where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coachable, but I'm also kind of stubborn in my ways. And so, um, if there's an ideal client, it's, um, it's someone who's going to come in, who's willing to accept the accountability to grow. And they're also in a place like, you know, some of the clients we have that are 30 years into the business that say, but they still say, I don't know everything. You know, I'm okay. Yeah. I realized 30 years in, I still don't know everything. That's Not humbling sure. for me to hear. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of person we want to work with because they know they're ready to learn. What's the split of all your, Everyone that you've ever coached, you know, the yeah. ones that come in and are like, yeah, I'm going to be coachable. And then the ones that are stubborn that are like, I'm kind of coachable, but I'm kind of yeah. not fucking listen to you. <laughs> what's the, what's the split? No, I think, I think really 95% are probably coachable. And I, I mean that honestly, maybe they don't always start that way, but I think it's part okay, of cool. our job yeah. to win them over and in to the help them understand yeah, and to help get them there. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. think. Maybe maybe it's seventy thirty in the beginning sometimes, but honestly, I take ownership in that. Which yeah, is as I'm, you should. And yeah, okay. that's to help them be coachable. And I'll so. be honest, that's higher than I thought you were going to say. So that's and that's good. <laughs> obviously, the outcome of you know the client. So <laughs> right. Um, all right. And how many how many uh, clients um, are you currently coaching, or I guess your team rather, because I know it's not just all you, but. Let's just talk company-wide. Um, we have 120 coaches, right? So just to be clear, I'm not the only, like the leader of all of Southwestern Consulting. We're a partner group. There's, um, I think, 11 of us that are partners right now. Um, we have four senior partners, two that are VPs of the company, and then Dustin still kind of oversees as, as the leader of the firm. Um, and to be a partner just means we have ownership in the company and we've, we've built enough of an organization uh, to have some stake there. Um, as a company, I don't want to misquote this either, but I think we're um, somewhere in the ballpark of 3,000 coaching clients a year. Um, so we've had about uh, 13,000 that have been through coaching. Jeez. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind very of impressive. neat to build an alumni base of that, you know? And Anybody else in Houston besides yourself with Southwestern Consulting? Um, not at the moment. We have uh, a handful of coaches in Austin. We have um, coaches, we have a 
some coaches in Denver. So I am the sole presence on the this side of the state of Texas. Um, nice. But we don't always want it to be that way. I mean, we'd love to <clears throat> we'd love to grow. Houston's a huge city, and we can right. pl- plenty of people to coach. Right. So it's naturally growing. We're growing about sixty percent a year. Compounding annually. All yeah. right, so let's talk about the businesses that you coach. You know, some of the. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, who do you, who do you, who do you just rattle off a few? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything from certain companies in the oil and gas space. Um, okay. And, uh, and really, if sales touches it, it's in our wheelhouse. And for most companies, that's everybody, right? Like we talked about, everybody yeah. sells. So, I mean, I've done this year um, uh, a training for the Optometry Association. Um, advocacy group in, yeah. in DC so no it, um, yeah would never would have guessed that <laughs> I mean, that's, obviously that's kind of funky but that's cool um, but yeah real estate mortgage financial services insurance um, make up a big a big part of our base um, commercial benefits has been a big space um, I mean it, the list goes on and on but that's why I love what I do because while I add value from the psychology of this sale I learn um, I learn a ton from my clients about how a sales cycle can be applied to a different industry. And mm-hmm. while I'm still giving quite a bit, I'm also kind of taking little pieces of best practices because I, we do work with, I mean, you're an example of a top producer in, in this whole thing, right? And so I'm, you know, I'm secretly, I'm learning for you too, so. <laughs> yeah, right. um, he's a student of the mastermind. I'm a student of his coaching program. So, right. so, but that's how it's supposed to be, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. why would you not want to cross, you know, uh, share the wealth of knowledge? Absolutely. I mean, knowledge is power, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So I, I would say 100% for us, it's, um, we know that at the fundamental and principal level, um, sales should be very similar. Um, transactional, you know, uh, longer sales cycles, sales cycles, um, yeah. relationship-based selling, um, at the core, the same operating principles, the same psychology, is generally what makes someone successful. And I've actually seen clients go from financial planning to a totally different industry. I've seen someone go from Tom James, where they sell custom clothing, to um, recruiting. And you know what? If they're a top producer here, there's a good chance they're going to be a top producer over here, um, sure. because it's the it's the work ethic and it's the psychology that yeah. makes or breaks. Yeah. Yeah, it is 100%. So tell people, um, we're going to get back to the questions, but uh, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you know, I think the best ways are probably, uh, ironically, just LinkedIn. I mean, Adam Outland on LinkedIn. I, I love communicating there. That's really been my platform to share and give away a lot of tools. And um, just, I'm, I'm big on giving. So if there's something I can give you for free, great. Like, I'll, I'll help you out. I think at the end of the day, I believe that while tools are really helpful, um, it's, it's tools plus accountability that makes growth happen. So, but LinkedIn's great. Uh, text me. I mean, my cell phone number, yeah, throw it out you there. put in the show notes, but it's 240-535-1380. Um, love to hear from you. And you yeah. do, and you do, uh, workshops, right? Talk about that for a second. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of a, a great way to build a relationship. I think we we're in a world now where leading with free value to start a relationship. This is huge. You need hammer this because I, yeah. I, I know what you offer you know, free for a company or a business, but yeah. yeah. Adding, adding free value um, as a way to create a relationship, build trust. And, and that's what it's all about. Like, you know, people won't do business with you unless they trust you. And so one of the things that we do to just help that along, and it's a big part of my, my, really my marketing effort is partnering with brokers and managing partners to do customized training for their teams and, and as long as it's sensible and it's close and we work it out, like we'll do it complimentary because uh, we want to 
as much value as we can to the team. We want to build them up. We want to teach them and, and give them tools. And, and at the end of the day, I just believe we do that enough. There are going to be people who come up at the end and say, gosh, I learned so much from that. Um, I really want to look at coaching. Here's why you need to call and have him come to your, your shop, your firm, your outfit, your office, or just talk to your people or your team. I've been I've done thousands of presentations easy all over Greater Houston, and I've gotten to co-present with multiple businesses that are offering whatever, whether it's you know their service, it's themselves, it's you know value that's going to come with with working from the company, products, you know all of it, right? And then just through conversations that I've had with him, that where he's not going through with me on like a coaching call, for example, the uh, sixty minute workshop or three hour how long are your workshops um workshops are usually yeah. about an hour and a half hour and a half hour okay. and a half two hours yeah you, you probably have a couple different ones you can do like a 30 yeah. minute or an hour version or a three hour version right or wherever yeah somewhere in there somewhere in there okay so anyway where i'm going with this is you know just a 10 minute kind of like you know uh view on on some of the content that he's sharing with these businesses you know like you were saying as part of the marketing effort to you know mm -hmm. uh give free value and gain trust it's phenomenal and um you know, and then you go from there on whether or not you know, coaching is going to work for you, your people, sure. your team, or whatever. But uh, it's, it's anyway. There's no reason not to have them out. So I, I love stuff like that. You know, I was, I was very stubborn with you know, um, you know when when I was with Cutco for a while and offered yeah. 100 jobs, and then I was like no, and then eventually it was like okay, well I'll at least go listen, you know, and and, and check it out and have a free lunch or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's right. But, but you need to that. you need to check them out. All right, yeah, so back to so, so now, now my next question for you. When it comes to coaching and it comes to real estate, you know, I work with, you know, obviously a lot of real estate firms. And so like KW, they got KW Maps. Fantastic, phenomenal, yeah. you know, for new agents. Absolutely. And, and, uh, or maybe it's not Keller Williams, but they still have, you know, because I talk to people all the time that run phenomenal outfits. And, then, sure. and that's what they're pride, they pride themselves on. They have yeah. a lot of training. Why coach with you versus, you know, and you're not a real estate coach, right? Per se, right? So why coach with you versus some of the other, you know, it's real estate coaching? Super great question, man. I I think um, I've got some really good friends that do maps coaching, and I think it adds a tremendous amount of value to them. Um, I've got really good friends that do core coaching, you know, in the mortgage business and also in the real estate business, and mm -hmm. they, they have raving, raving fans of that program out there. And I think it adds a tremendous amount of value. And I think principally, maybe where we all line up is we know that activity leads to results right and if mm -hmm. we can help someone dial in their activity if we can help them make sure they're not just working hard but working smart during their days then it makes a huge impact so we share quite a bit in common um, and those are fundamental for any selling business yeah um, differences I mean I I think for for us that sometimes industries can get really ancestral in their training yeah. you know and that's true for any industry right not just in the space that you're in but um, you know the real estate space but but everywhere where they do a lot of training a lot of training but it's always you know this person in real estate that's teaching it and that all they do is real estate but you look at some of these guys in the real estate world that have really blown the roof off of it where do they come from right they came from corporate america they came from a totally different zone lance Logan, shout out to you yeah yeah they, they came from a different they brought the principles with them and they disrupted the space Killing. And and I think that's a value that we bring is what, what what's outside the box of real estate, but still we still understand the principles, we still understand the sales cycle, right? But how, when you merge the two, you can get some really outstanding results. So um, I think okay. it's just a different take, different angle. It is, yeah. And uh, and I and I fall into that boat, you know, because like I said, like Howell's old Cutco guy too. So it's kind of like you know yeah. I'm I'm being trained from within already, you know, and uh, but th this is an outside uh, approach, you know. And right? and, yeah. and if I could share. 
one other piece to this too that I think would just be giving you know on this maybe uh, a nugget. Um, I've got a little video on this, but it's um, a really really close friend of mine. Um, well, I ended up on a Southwest flight with him. Uh, his name's Les Stretch. If he ends up watching this, uh, he's he's now the president of it, a really amazing. Uh, senior living memory care um, company out of Atlanta that covers the entire eastern seaboard. They're coming all the way across the country and they're growing. Okay. Um, but what Les shared with me that I think is really reflective of what we believe in what we do is that bad companies um, focus on results, right? Bad companies focus on results. That means that companies that only focus on the outcome, they're going to create a lot of anxiety uh, in their people. Like a, like a real estate broker that like really pushes their people to sell, sell, sell. If the realtor doesn't understand the activity that's going to get them the result, um, then it's just going to make them really feel a lot of stress because they're doing things that they can't control the outcome, right? You can't yep. make someone buy a house from you. Um, better companies focus on activity because they know activity leads to results. So what are the controllable actions that will lead you to the result? Um, but I think what's really interesting, and this is what Les said, is that as a great leader and a great broker, we should be uh, realize, we should realize that feelings precede activity. Right? How someone feels, if they feel underconfident, they're not going to show up the right way in front of a sales presentation. Right? Um, if someone feels um, unmotivated, they're not going to put in the activity that leads to the results. And so um, we've got to confront people at the level of feeling, and we've also got to help them think different. And that's really the last step. And I think in coaching, one of the things we do a great job of, job, job of is helping people think differently, make different type of decisions that's going to get them different results. If you can change someone at the level of thinking, it changes how they feel, it changes their activity, and it gives them better results. Yeah, 100%. No, um, I'm right there with you. Thoughts become things. I'm a big fan of law of attraction, yeah. speaking into existence. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's so much so much power to it. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. There really, really is. So um, before we get out of here, um, got a couple couple fun questions for you. What um, What's the last book you read? Last great book that I've read, I mean, we're, gosh, our mastermind group right now is going back through 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Uh, this is probably our third time through that book because it's had such a big impact. So I'll always talk about that one. Um, you actually, I owe a big thank you for. Fabian gave me that book. Yes. Last week, by the way. Thanks, Fabian. Yeah, Appreciate thank it, you, man. Fabian. Great. <laughs> um, tribal Leadership. Uh, you invited me when that, that talk David King gave right down the street from my house in the Heights. Mm -hmm. um, Tribal leadership has been at the core of um, my decision making and has had a huge impact on me. And to see him speak was really fantastic. So yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, 100%. Um, those are probably two recommended books. Absolutely. Um, let's see what else. It was Dream Vacation for you and Tina? A dream Vacation? Oh, man. Uh, can, you, can you even see that far right now with like putting together the warehouse? And yeah, no, look, we, we have two types of vacation. Over 80% of our vacations have been to the mountains because we live in Houston. And yeah. if you live in Houston, it's really humid and hot here. And most, most of the time until flat. right now. No, yeah. Uh, our, our, hills, our hills and mountains are buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Concrete jungle for sure. We've had some awesome opportunities. We've been to Banff, Canada. We've been to Switzerland. We, we always climb and try and summit mountains. Usually Tina is ahead of me. And if you see a picture on Facebook, it's her looking down at me <laughs> helplessly trying to scramble up. She's already made it to the top. Um, she's fit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really kind of our ideal is if we're going to get away, we need to be in nature and we need to be in the mountains with like clean air and just, you know, doing that's something away from everybody. And it, what's wonderful having a wife as a business owner 
is that on these trips, we end up soundboarding and creating the vision. I mean, like that's our time. Like we're walking, we're hiking, and that's what we're talking about is our businesses. Wow, and, what a cool thing to do with your yeah. life partner. I love it. Yeah, so that's that's big. And then um, probably our next one might just be the Tulum, though, to just chill out. <laughs> we love Tulum. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. the other one. That's 20% of our vacations. Yeah, I um, think I got pregnant with my second baby in uh, Tulum. In Tulum. Or Tulum. right next yeah. to you. But we, I've, I've heard that happens there. to Tulum one of the days that we were there. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> All right, what's your uh, favorite uh, you, you musician, artist, or musical genre? Ooh, Lake Street Dive. Um, Lake Street Dive. Yeah, the the they're a funky band. They've got like a real jazzy sound. The lead singer is unbelievable, Rachel, and uh, Mike. Uh, they all write their own music, and they all met at Boston Conservatory. And for a brief period, um, Mike, who plays trumpet, guitar, and great great at um, writing the music, lived in my mom's basement uh, when I was an undergrad. Now they're now they're making it big. Like they're on. This is great. Stephen Colbert. Like they're just, they they they're Dang, big that's time. Cool. But they're such an amazing band, and if you get a chance to listen, uh, it's great music. That's fantastic. Um, all right, what about your favorite restaurant in town, and what do you and Tina like to eat there? Uh, eat. Um, Uchi is great. I've recently, recently un, um, uncovered Happy Hour at Uchi, which is like one-eighth of the price. Um, so uh, they're Uchi? not paying me to say where, this, where, but I where, wish they would. Where is um, it? Uchi. Uh, it's uh, Westheimer and uh, I don't know the intersection, but it's right on, in Montrose. Okay. Uh, West Harmer Westland? Um, no. That's not quite. I know that's not uh, yeah. Montrose, but there's, there's, I think. Uchi's, you know. it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. They get okay. high marks. Um, that's one of our favorites. Yeah. Un Underbelly used to be a big one, and now it's um, UB Preserve. Chris Shepard's restaurants are great. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Dream Vacay? Oh, you asked Wait, me that one. Sorry. Right. That's twice today. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Dream car. There we go. Ooh, uh, don't really. Have, that's not my. That's not my cup of tea. So I mean, I guess I could have one, but. I know me neither. No, yeah. Car, car Maybe guy. a Tesla. Uh, like, yeah. Just so I can cool. not have to pay for gas. I, I like my Tundra. But yeah. <laughs> Tesla would be good. Maybe the new truck Favorite for Tesla. Product? Yeah, yeah. Favorite product or brand that you can't live without. Thanks, Ooh, Pete. Man. Hook a brother up. Uh, product or brand that I couldn't live without. Uh. Not quite, couldn't live without it, but I'll give a shout out to Alex Homer and Tom James. They make all the suits and clothes that I wear, and they become the largest custom clothing company in the entire world. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, they are fantastic. So, like, everything that I wear for work functions is Tom James. So, they do a great job. There you go. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hidden talent. Hobby. Well, you told me hiking already, but you got any hidden talent? Something that people might not know about you? Oh man, I am not. I'm not a talent guy. Uh, He's funny. He could probably do amateur night. I do like He's to make people dude. laugh. He's That's got good, great, great one-liners. Everybody's all serious. We're 7 a.m. every Friday morning. We're like, let's get this like you know meeting going, and then he fires off some funny shit. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Well, you know, when Slide you're mood, when you're knocking on doors, serious. you have to. You have to change the mood really quick with people, so maybe that's where the funny bug Probably. struck me. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say humor would be a not so hidden talent, but then I'll I'll reveal it. Yeah. When needed. <laughs> okay, fair. That's true because it does come out often, um, especially when you call on him, ask him a question. Like if he's stalling or needs a little bit more time, you're gonna get a joke as a filler. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> Um, let's see what else I want to ask you here. Uh, best advice you ever got and who gave it to you? Best advice I've ever gotten. 
Something from gotten Germany. Gotten a lot of really good advice in my life. Something that came from Germany. Actually, I'll I'll talk about uh I'll talk about my parents on this one because um, both my mom and dad are incredible human beings. They both um, <clears throat> are retired opera singers, um, and same with my uncle. Like they all sang opera, and uh, and they both had incredible careers doing it. And I think whether they actually like said this or not versus just living it out is they they always said, Adam, just don't worry about. Um, just know the money truly does come if you work really hard and you do what you love. And I know that's so cliche to people, but like my parents literally did it. Opera is not necessarily famous for being uh, a well-paid profession. It's like it's like acting, right? Yeah. No one makes it, right? Um, but they made it, and they made it because they worked dang hard at it. Um, they had great talent, like they had great vocal cords. Sure. They could they could sing, um, but they were really, really, really passionate. And um, and so. That's why I wanted to get into coaching because I, I think I, I landed in this place where I'm not a singer. That's not my deal. Mm. Um, but I love um, having an impact and an influence in people's lives. And specifically, I think um, Southwestern taught me that I could have a greater impact than I initially thought I could when I was just a college student. And I want to give that gift to other people. Like I want to wake them up to the idea that they can do more than they thought they could. And uh, that's my passion. And I think coaching really lets me do that. Born to be a coach. You found it. Yeah, it sounds like and I'm, I'm, you know, you're, you're doing a terrific job. So, you Thank know, you. wishing you all the best continued success, yeah. you know, as uh, we continue to work together and tell people one more time how to get a hold of you. Um, you can ask Taylor and you uh, ask me. He, he can hook you up. You can pick up a copy of Houston yeah. Producers. Okay. He's, Fabian he's knows me, the very fam famous Fabian. Where is he in there? There's an ad in there. Yeah, he's that's in got my contact in. Okay. Houston Real Producers. I'll, um, get you, I'll get you in touch with him. LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Chip and Dale. Certain days, I'm I'm one of the dancers there. He's there. Part time. All, that was my. All, all that was my. That was I tried. That was supposed to be funny. It worked. They're they're laughing. Maybe. He's laughing. Two four zero five three five one three eight zero. That's my cell. Send me a text. LinkedIn's a great place to connect. Um, would love to hear from you. So thanks, brother, for yeah. being on. Thank Appreciate you, it. Had a blast. Have to have you, you back on. Um, in a year, two years, see where, see where we are then. So guys, thanks so awesome. much for tuning in. Another edition, Disruption Nation. Again, it's a podcast, YouTube show, platform where, where uh, we bring people on there disrupting their space in a positive way. If you know someone that you think would be good to be featured on the show, please reach out to us. And um, we'll, see you, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. national title. Try to make a point to make this event each time Taylor has it. The caliber of quality of agents and partners in our industry all around are always very high. Hey, it's Nikki Gomez. I'm over at Keller Williams in the Woodlands. Today I had the great opportunity to be on Masterclass Houston with Houston Real Producers. The thing I liked the most was getting to meet all these wonderful people. We had a room full of people today and I like to hear from the other agents so I think I grew a little bit today.
Hi, I'm Lori Ford with Fidelity National Title. I loved this event. I loved the energy in the room. This was a true networking event. My name is Amanda Whitespear with EXP Realty. Taylor has set this up to where it's free for the agents and many people will pay probably hundreds of dollars to come here and learn from these top producers on how they sold 300 homes last year and how they built something from nothing to where they are now today. So to have that opportunity to collaborate with other agents and amazing vendors for free, it's invaluable. What I liked about today's event was the collaboration with all of the agents here, sharing their success stories, some of the secrets of their success that other people may not get to know about them. I'm so glad I came. If you're wondering whether or not you should come to the next one, you definitely should. You won't regret it. What's up, Taylor Wadehofer here, owner of Houston Real Producers. We just wrapped up a Masterclass Houston event at Seasons 52. We had almost 100 people. I just want to give a shout out to all the panels we've had in 2019, 2020. We're looking forward to doing it all over again. If you're a business that services the real estate industry and wants to get connected and network on a high level, there's no better place than Houston Real Producers.